evening and welcome to Knickknacks Sweet Surrender. See you. 
Good evening again, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. It's so good to have you all here for Knickknacks. Uh, tonight's episode, Sweet Surrender, um, is more about the surrendering of our will to His will. And just what that surrender entails and i've got a special guest that's supposed to be calling in any moment just waiting a second for them to call in i'm excited there we go awesome hello beautiful sister how are you I'm doing well. I'm so great to have you on and have you with us and and be here. Um, I listened to your podcast earlier that you did, and wow, it was it was spot on, you know, about the revivals. And if y'all haven't heard that, I'm gonna go grab that link and share it because y'all need to listen. It's really good. Um Is there any way you could get your sound up just a little bit? Me? Yes. Is that better? That's a little better. It was just low on this end. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. You know, you were talking about how um, the Asbury revival and how it's more of a calling of the Holy Spirit and... And you were right, because man cannot, man doesn't determine when the Holy Spirit's going to show up. Man doesn't determine, you know, when, you know, we don't decide when, when he acts. And so I thought that was beautiful that you, you know, shared that and shared your heart. And I just prayed. I, that was a super unexpected <laughs> uh, mow down of the Holy Spirit doing a hoedown kind of thing. That was very unexpected, but I am super thankful um, to be able to share everything that Father God has been putting on my heart and sharing with me. It, it's super important, I think. Um, and it, it seems as though it's about just being present and making room for Holy Spirit to do whatever he's wanting to do. That's why I love the name of your podcast tonight, Sweet Surrender, because that's what it's about. Exactly. Um, and once you get, have that surrender, then you're free. Um Essentially, I mean, you can't just go do whatever, but when you have Jesus in your heart and in your life, then you surrender all that you are and the being that you are to him. And so the fear subsides because, you know, he, he doesn't want us to fear and it's just a beautiful surrender. So thank you. I'm glad you liked the title. I was sitting there trying to come up with something. 
catchy and creative that wouldn't be that would be justified um uh, because it's an honor to have you on i'm blessed to have you on sister i you you make me a better person a lot of times and just really make me dig into the word and the spirit because you walk by example you do and i know i'm probably making you blush and she's probably going to get all all quiet on me here but jennifer renee is one of the most humble people that's hard to accept a compliment um but she has been one of the biggest lights when we met her at Bards Fest, it was beautiful. And then all of the clay pots and everything, it was wonderful. Wonderful. If y'all haven't seen her work, I was on there on the website the other day. It's beautiful. Um, SouthernEchoes.com. You do prayer bowls too for mission trips, right? Yes. You want to tell us about some of your mission prayer bowls? Or do you need a second? See, I'm trying to like change the subject real quick. So that way I don't make you too overwhelmed. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm like, maybe I'll just jump to the pottery. Something that, you know, takes her mind off of everything that's God inspired. And I just wanted to thank you. Um, that is such, those are such kind words. And it's truly my honor to be here. Um, I just wanted to thank you. And I wanted to thank you, Nikki, for all you do. Because you push, push, push through. And you are such a kick-butt warrior <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven because of pushing through like you do. You are just one of these determined go-getters that is not going to take anything lying down when the enemy tries to come at you. And it's because of you surrendering to the living God that you just nail it and press on through because he's with you and does it through you and you know that. So, there. <laughs> right back in the face, huh? Yeah, I love how she ping-ponged that one, didn't that? But you're right, you know, I I do. That surrender to, to Father is is just beautiful, you know, and it, it that's what keeps me going. It's not me, it's Him. It's all Him. It's the prayers, too, from you guys and knowing that, you know, He's he's there with me. And I, I sometimes when I'm feeling at my worst, and I told this to one of my friends the other day, she was fussing, having a rough day. And I said, you know what I do when I'm having a, a tough time getting motivated? And she said, what? I said, I remind myself that God created the earth in six days and on the seventh he rested. So in six days, he created everything that's in existence. So I can get up off my booty and go do some laundry or, and I do it step by step some days, you know, I'll, God made the earth in six days. I can go wash some dishes today or, you know, sometimes it's just, it, you feel rough and you don't want to, to do anything. And having that faith and that love and knowing that all that Jesus went through and all that God has given us and promised us, it's a motivator. Right. Tell it, sister. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, you're my guest tonight, so I can't, I can't hog up the airways. I, yeah, they hear me talk enough. 
So your pottery, each piece has a, a different, I, I've noticed everything comes out to be its own piece. Is that the Holy Spirit that speaks through you as you're doing your pottery? Can you talk to people about that and, and what goes into the creation of each piece of artwork? surrender i um i pray before i do anything artistic or anything pretty much and especially with art or music or writing i i pray and i ask holy spirit to do it through me that the living god be glorified but i always thank father god for giving me that talent and the gift and then i give it to him and so then I, I get all happy and get hands in clay because I, if I don't have my hands in clay, I can feel it. I just want to make a mud puddle and put my hands in them. There was a time I didn't get to do much clay because I was raising my daughter. And I don't regret that at all, um, not having hands in clay because I was focused on her and raising her. And that was way more important than me doing clay. So it was such a delight to have my hands back in clay. And with each pot, um, I had been praying about what direction to go. And I, I need to give honor where honor is due. Um, I'm really big on honor. And um, Scott Kesterson from Bards was talking with me and I, I was led to create the 300 pots for Bards Fest, the first one. Father God tapped me and was like, make them. And I was like, okay. And it had been a long time since my hands had been in clay and I, I was sculpting. And um, it was more about sculpting wall pieces and figurative things and things like that. And I wasn't big on the wheel and doing pottery. And, and that wasn't something that I had been really focused in on ever. So it was like starting again from scratch when the 300 pots were to be made. And I talked with Scott Kesterson about it. And... He's like, what do you want to do, you know? And he is the one that really encouraged me to use the talent that the living God had given me by doing pottery and doing Raku. And Raku pottery is what's mostly on the website. Um, it's what I started with. It's a Japanese-style pottery that's been around for a long long time it's like one of the oldest types of japanese pottery and it's based on they did it mostly for tea ceremonies because they have tea ceremonies to celebrate that one moment in time that will never happen ever again no moment will ever happen the same way ever again so they have tea ceremonies with people that are special to them because raku pottery can only be used one time um edible like eating off of or drinking out of and in that they they have a ceremony where the person that invites 
the person or persons um, prepares and has the Raku tea set and then invites the person and has all this preparation. And then the person or people that are coming to the tea ceremony prepare as well to enjoy that moment in time that they have together. And it, it just, to me, that is such a beautiful honoring of one another and time and, and love, you know. Um, so each piece that is Raku, none of them ever gonna be the same because you take Raku pottery out of the kiln. Like I could make it looking similar, but it being hand thrown, first of all, it's not gonna be the same because it's handmade, it's not mold made. And then second of all, you put glaze on them and put them in a kiln. And a kiln is like the hot oven that hardens the clay. And then the glaze has glass in it, silica, and it heats that glaze up and it shines. And you take it out with metal tongs and put it in wood chips and hay. It lights on fire. And when it lights on fire, it makes all these super cool flashes. Uh, on the pot so you put a lid on it and then you wait and you take it out and dip it in water and it makes even more effect so I don't even know what it's gonna come out looking like so it's like Christmas every time <laughs> so anyway that is that's Raku and that's how each piece is unique and different and beautiful to me personally in its own way just like us as people are facets of the living God's hand, you know? So that's a pretty long explanation, I'm pretty sure, but that's what I got. No, I love it. <laughs> and it's really, this tonight is God-inspired, just like last night's, ep or not last night's, last, um, when Mary was on that episode, it's just been something that's been God. And I'm so thankful. Um, I'm not trying to boast or be vain here. I'm very thankful because you went into the 300 pots and I was going to talk to you about the 300 pots. So it's just the way that he works and, and had brought this together and everything else. I, it's amazing. So I'm going to stop on that. But you had, you know, you went into the 300 pots and there were some scripture that you had read. Um, do you recall what scripture that was? Pots. Yes, for the it was about for the clay and holding the sand in your hand. I can't recall. I, I'm thinking it was from Isaiah. Okay. Um, keep going, and it'll jar. Okay. Whenever, well, we we've been thinking about Isaiah. You know, we're in on sister. We're in the book of Isaiah right now, and. Last week in, in Isaiah 29, we were discussing about how um, you can't tell the maker, you know, how to make you when the maker is the one that makes you. Kind of like the clay shell, the potter. I'm going to read it. Isaiah 29, 16. You turn things around. Shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay? That what is made should say to its maker, he did not make me, or what is formed, say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. 
and then there was a um we were you were talking about that day about how and i think even with the interview that you had did with scott about the weight of the sand or the clay that went into each pot that you made each jar what well, was pots um 300 beautiful pots that i could not believe we were breaking many people did not could not bring themselves to break theirs i'm not going to name names not calling nobody out but it was hard for Mandy to break them but it was about about that with the weight and the sand and about how the lord sculpts us and makes us in the way that he sees in his image not the way that that we want and that's the thing that i think many people have a hard time you know accepting and realizing and understanding and they want to put their own own will into things i have not i've been trying to remember that verse and i may have to go back and pull up the video and look and see if i can't find it or listen to that interview again were fearfully and wonderfully made I, I i don't know i'd have to listen whenever father gives me a word sometimes it just i have to go back and listen so i know what he said because <laughs> i just try to i just get out of the way and let him go oh, yeah so. that's, that's that's holy spirit talking and that's good that you do that though you you listen and and acknowledge when he is speaking Wow. Yeah, each, I think, you know what feels though, people grasping the love that the living God has for them as father is such a big because he delights in each one of us and he made us and created us the way that he did for a plan and a purpose and a reason that else can fulfill like you can reach people that I can't because of the way that the living God created you and he has given you like the other day I guess a few weeks ago I went and got my fingerprints done I I was like are you sure <laughs> to father God because I don't want my fingerprints all over the place I'm just like yeah, that. I get that. <laughs> so I um I, to work with um the the youth the the youth that are you know juvenile detention center or you know to work with youth in different places I had to get clearance and I'm really thankful that they watched that but you know so when I was getting my fingerprints done I went down to Montgomery and i put my fingers on that thing and i all i could do was look at him and i was like oh my gosh and i got in the greatest conversation with this woman that was doing them i was like oh my gosh this is so cool like you don't do the ink anymore and she said no and i said you know it's so amazing that nobody has the same fingerprint i said is that true because i've heard that and she said that's true no two people have the same fingerprints. And I was like, man, you know, that is like Father God's fingerprints on each of us, creating us in a different way with his fingerprints. You know, if you think about that, we carry his 
fingerprints on us and he is that vast and that awesome to give us each a facet of himself and leave his prints on us that way. And when I make pots, I think about that and I love the texture because it makes me think of fingerprints, you know? I, I do. I love that too, that, you know, he, we are each individually made just the way that he wants us. And I love feeling just each ridge and that is that's the fingerprint of of the clay um when you get to rub i guess i don't know what you would actually particularly call it but to me it's kind of like the the fingerprint of whatever piece of pottery you're holding you know it's it's made perfect just the way that it was supposed to be and meant to be and just like us we remain just the way that he wanted us to be yeah there may be some things that we have to work on um but he works that through us and with us and yeah it's we're all so unique but yeah everybody a lot of times want to be not everybody a lot of people want to you know follow the crowd or or do what's trending especially now that social media is out there you know it's there's so many more that aren't the way that God made them or go and get plastic surgery and Botox and stuff like that. And it's like, God didn't make you that way. He made you just the way he wanted you to be. You know, I think about that and it hurts my heart so much because I know it hurts father God's heart because he made each of us so wonderfully and exquisitely and intricately and when we don't like if people don't like themselves or you know it 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 hurts my heart because i'm like you don't see how amazing you are look at those things don't compare yourself or let the world form you by putting all what they think you should be like out there don't compare yourself to people. Be who you are created to be the best in Christ that you know how to be because that is why Father God created you and he delights in you, you know? I mean, I don't know. I just, that's what I, I am really big. Father God showed me really at an early age. I tried to fit in one time. <laughs> I, I was such a dork. I thought, all right, I can fit in with everybody here. I went to a, um, a prep school in um, North Carolina. I lived in a really teeny weeny small town there. And it was around fifth grade. And when I moved there and I wasn't well received because I was the new girl and that's all good, you know. Um, and so I thought, you know, I'm just going to try to fit in next year. And I tried wearing button downs and had my hair winged to the side. And I had moved to this little town from Texas, Dallas, Texas. And so I was all trying to fit in. But when I first moved there, I was wearing honey disco jeans and a butterfly shirt style. You know, I thought, you know, that was it in the 70s. 
So when I got there and I tried to fit in the next year, I tried wearing button downs and having my hair parted and having wings and toned down a little bit and it didn't work. I felt so out of my skin and I just laughed at myself. It lasted about a week. <laughs> and I was like, this is not happening. So I was like, what do I do? And when I got older, you know, Father showed me, bring out the gold in others so that they see the awesomeness within themselves that I created to help them have confidence and believe that, that see their value and worth, that they are a treasure just as they are, you know? So I know that's part of my call. And you're going to be doing something similar to that when you're working with adolescents. I know you can't really, I don't know if you can talk a lot about that, you know, with it being children and stuff, but I know you've been wanting and praying on it and, and wanting to do some things with children and help the youth. So can you talk a little bit about what's coming up or what's in the works right now, or do you need to wait? you know, working with people where, you know, to make sure that it's okay. Um, but I am working as a volunteer at a place called the Rescue Me Project. And um, I get to do mentorships and hang out with teenagers there that are, I guess, about 12 to 19, 18 or 19 and we just hang out and um they're fed and they're they learn different skills um there's gardening there that's gonna start soon i'm really stoked about that because it's it's they're gonna learn how to plant the seed and raise vegetables and there have all these outlets. I needed like tons of outlets growing up because like I said, I was an angry teenager and the world just didn't make sense. And the things that I saw just were just not right, you know, in my eyes. And so I, I remember that as a teenager and to see that this place has all these outlets. They have a place to do recording, music, they have music, they have um, cooking classes there. It, it's like this vision that I had had. And to see it in progress already set up and going just blew me away. I was like, Father, this is cool. And they, they run on donations, so the government can't tell them what they can and can't do towards teaching them, you know, Christ-like things you know, that so really awesome. Is there a link or anything to where we could share or would that be okay to share on that? Or because places like that, that sounds amazing. And that, that would have been something great to have as an outlet, you know, um, instead of just trying to shove us wherever. I mean, now I, I still was able to be enjoy some of the outdoors, but you know, once as, a, as the teen 
hormones kicked in and and I got more interested in boys. I wasn't worried about playing on the hills and riding bicycles. And that would have been something that would have been great. So I, I try to support, you know, all of those places. And if it's something that you, we can't share online, that's fine. Um, if you can send it to me, I'd like to, you know, just send a little donation anonymously um, just to kind of pitch in and help because that's great. I, I enjoy hearing about places that are working with children and helping the youth and that's our future. So I think that's, that's beautiful that you're doing that. That's who it's about is the seven generations. You know, we're here now to make the way for the generations to come and to pass knowledge to them and to train them up, you know, and teach them the ways that are right and true and so, yes, it is called the Rescue Me Project, and um, I can send you the link, and I'm in the JUMP program. They have different programs. Um, JUMP is mostly with the teenagers, and then I'll be going to schools, hopefully, and speaking and sharing there in time. Um, and they have uh, financial helping parents. They help parents as well. Um, to teach them how to do finances or help them get GEDs. And that's another section there in a leadership program. You'll see it all on the site. It's amazing. It is so amazing. And um, so I'll send you the link for sure. So everybody can check it out. Okay. I think I found it. Um, let's see here. The Rescue Me Project. Yeah, the area code looks like it would be in your area. So, because it's the same, a similar jump fest. Yes, Florence, Alabama, or something, somewhere around there. Or there was a, a testimony there. So, I shared that link in knickknacks and i just dropped it in the room thank you because that is something that is truly amazing and i think that may would actually even be something you know worth looking to see what's in other areas like that and if it's not in each of our communities and we're always looking for different ways to help you know if there's not something like that then all of the different talents from everybody that's part of this whole Bards Nation and everything that, you know, we can get stuff going in different areas and help build up stronger futures for the kids. Yes. I'm um, working on, I want to teach the, the youth artwork. And um, I would love to, I volunteered to teach Cobb how to make Cobb and make things um, out of clay for, like, you could make so many different things out of clay, and it's called Cobb. It's like what they built homes out of over in the Middle East um, with sand and clay, and you mix it up and put hay. It's like making bricks. It's how they made bricks. And you can, there's cob houses people have made. There's rocket mass heaters people make out of cob. There's um, ovens that you can bake bread in out of cob. And, you know, uh, just to teach people these skills, you know, it's the Native Americans, the First Nations people, you know, did pit fire and, and, and use terracotta clay 
to make cisterns, you know, the the pitchers that they held water and bowls in. And, you know, I I just, I would love to share, you know, that with anybody. So they have always somewhere to, to hold water and carry water in, or they can make a shelter, or you can even make refrigerators. <laughs> it's wow. neat stuff. Refrigerators. did it a long, long time ago where you build a pot or make a pot and then you do another one that's like two inches smaller in every way, diameter, height, width, every way. And then you put that smaller pot in the bigger pot and put sand in the gap between them and underneath it. And then you put water in the sand you know, you get it damp and then you put a lid on it. You can put your fruits and vegetables in there and stuff in there to keep it cooler longer. And you can even put it in the ground and it'll last even longer. That is really neat. Now, I, I was looking at Cobb and researching some of it, how to build it and was really amazing you think about it as children. What do we do naturally that we go out and make mud pies and stuff? We were needed was to add a little bit of straw and we could have really been building things so it was like that natural instinct to automatically go play in the soil with the dirt and the water and stomp around like to make cob it's so much fun because you put your feet in the mud like and it squishes between your toes and i know some people make it like that but i love it and you just walk around to mix it up people get in there you put it on tarp and then you put your um, sand and your clay down on the tarp and then you just start walking to mix it up and pulling it up over itself and add your hay at the very end of your long grass and people just get in there and tromp around on it and mix it up that way <laughs> we may have to have a cob party whenever you come up here to visit because that sounds like a lot of fun and see, it would be stress relief too and exercise and so i mean it'd be beneficial and you're getting something useful time because you can build i was thinking about building a um a cob like igloo for the geese to kind of go into like a little uh coop hut sort of thing i i just i i love what you could do with cob and they they use cob um for a lot of the houses that are still even standing. So it's pretty amazing that it's a lot of it's still standing. Now in some places you can't and you've got to do different things to it. I, I would imagine, right? To be able to get it to last that long or. Yeah. yeah. You have to let it dry and it cannot be in like cob wouldn't last really well in humid areas like here. You know, uh, and you have to have fire heat to it to harden it also. But if you think about it in the moisture, high humidified, highly humidified places, um, that moisture would break the cob down more easily. So in arid places like Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona, places like that, cob is like kicking. 
Like it, it lasts a long time. Think about the Middle East, you know. Um, they are, are like Bethlehem, you know. That would be the places that have great cob stuff that might still even be lasting. The Native Americans used cob on a lot of things when they built some things. Some of the First Nations people did. They did. Um, they did a lot of stuff with, with cob as well. Yeah, so, man, if only we weren't in such a bad area, right? But you can make still other things and... Like you can make cob for your geese, like you're talking about, and we can do it. And you light a fire in there and harden it. It's how you make like a a bread oven, you know, out of cob. You you make a mound of sand and around some wood, and then you make your cob and put that on top, and then you remove the sand and the wood inside when the cob on the outside's dry and light your fire and that hardens it it makes it it's terracotta pretty much and you it hardens it but it through time it would wear easier you know with the humid places it's not that you can't do it it's just it wears easier you know yeah, it so it's gonna probably crack and stuff like that because it's going to get all of the the moisture is going to go in there to well, I don't know if it would, I would imagine that the moisture would get back in and that it would, like, as it, as we get that hot temp, that it would probably just start cracking. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, when you mess with, like, Play-Doh or something like that, you know, and you do the print and then it gets a little bit of moisture to it after it's dry, it starts getting all cracky-like. That happens when it's moist. It's the it's the um, constriction and what's the other word? Like uh, railroad tracks have the little gap in them for when the heat comes, it expands, and when it gets cold, it goes back. Yeah, like the expansion joints for the constriction and ex well, in and nursing, it's dilation and constriction, but expansion and constriction. That works. <laughs> As it contracts and, and expands or whatever. Awesome, girl. Well, what else have you got going on, sister? You are busy. Um, I have been. Uh, oh, can I bring up about what you shared in the room today? with uh the pop-up praise because that has come to me so much and i'm like okay when father because i want oh my heart is to go anywhere and everywhere and just start worshiping or set up a thing or just sit there with like a sign made out of cardboard that says prayer you know here for prayer if needed or just to start sharing the gospel, you know, not yelling, but just sharing it with people, you know, and know that they'll come. Father God will send everybody that needs to come, you know. 
you had shared that about something like that today in the room. And I was like, you just totally confirmed. It was so cool. <laughs> yes, I've been wanting to do that to where just going out and I guess like missionary style like they used to do and and just start praying and worshiping and if if five come fine if nobody comes okay you know and then find the next spot wherever father leads and just just pray and and do whatever the holy spirit kind of leads to do and and help spread the message of christ to others it's what the disciples did Mickey. like when you shared that today i was like Woo! <laughs> i was so excited i was like there's my confirmation and i was like, father when and he's like pick a day and i was sharing with Dew sprinkler because we talked for a few minutes today and i was like he told me to pick a day and he's like what day is it and i said tuesdays so they're gonna pray him they have a prayer um calendar at the church he goes to and i think that's the coolest thing it's an app and the preacher calls him out on it he's like okay this day who's prayed this day it's an open day we need to put some prayer requests there so they're praying every day for something or someone i think that's so cool so father god gave the green light so you let me know when your day is, Nikki, when you step out to do that. And I'll be praying for you, too. I will, and I'll definitely will cover you in prayer on that. And how amazing. And that's just, I, it's amazing how Father just works and works through all of us. And it's beautiful. Um, but yes, I'm going to, I'm still praying on it and still trying to get some things, you know, to where I can. My situation's a little little tricky but um definitely because we need to get some some more praying going on and that's kind of what you know the whole thing with Ashbury it was not just the the revival or the students or whatever it was the fact that people were gathering to pray and worship and discuss the Holy Spirit discuss God discuss Jesus whatever alternative or ulterior motives they may have had to start it and even at other places it's still taking taking root and god can and will turn that around and use that for his glory regardless of what intent it was so to see that and know that it's it's truly going through that's the holy spirit you know and that's what we've been praying for and we're starting to see it and we truly are part of a strong remnant of of people that are going to help lead others that are going to be so lost that we're going to be having to you know share the word with them yes. that is what he showed me i don't know how asbury started i i haven't really kept up with that i i shared what holy spirit revealed to me um with a friend of mine that i've walked with for years she's wonderful and she's like this is you know this is a testimony of of asbury you need to read and i was like okay you know and i'll pray and wait and so all i know is that people are going there and people are serving and people are bringing food and holy spirit's just breathing and moving there and 
Um, so what he showed me is that a man, it's in the, in the podcast that father had me make today. And with you saying people getting ready, it made me think about the message that was sent to me. It was real short to the point, brief and tickles me. It was, they need more than Asbury. The youth need more than Asbury. Lead them blessings. And I was like, that is so spot on. They do need more than Asbury. And the part about lead them stood out so strong. Two words, lead them. And Father had shown me we're leading them by example. We are leading them to Christ. We're leading them by being the fragrance of Christ. We're leading them by being there. And those that haven't experienced Holy Spirit, helping them work through that and and make sense of it. Because it, it is a, a, a different experience when Holy Spirit is moving in a life. It, it's being there to be an ear. It's sharing Christ and how, you know, the the prayer, you know, of asking Christ to be your Lord and Savior and surrender, you know, that is the leading as Holy Spirit leads. And that's what you're saying. And it it's so true. You know, Father God's been preparing us for this. You know, he's beginning to breathe and move and he has promised he's saving America. And I think it's so beautiful that Holy Spirit is blowing through right now so sweetly that no man can touch the glory or take the glory because it's it's not man's doing. (laughs) It's just... I don't know. It's just so beautiful to me that Father God loves us so much that he's heard the hearts of people crying out and he's seen the churches bend. And what he kept showing me was it was Hosea and Gomer um, with him being, you know, a man of God. Father God led him to marry a prostitute and his love, Father God's love is that great that we've been the belly of the beast pretty much where so much crap has been, but yet we're established on the foundations of Christ. This nation is and Father God remembers that and it's like the 300, you know, crying out to him he's heard and he's like I'm honoring you because you're honoring your foundations in me and he's just moving on in and doing his thing (laughs) saving a nation (laughs) it's beautiful it is beautiful it's so so beautiful well sister I I didn't realize how the, what the time and it's almost eight and so i want to um take a second give everybody a chance let y'all know if y'all have any prayer requests go ahead and drop them in the chat now and if you don't mind jennifer in a few minutes well would you mind leading us in prayer
Oh, you're welcome. I, I've heard, I, they hear me enough on here. I like to have my guests pray if they feel comfortable and, and lead in prayer. So I'm so glad. I was just going to give everybody a second to put in any prayer requests they may have. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful about, you know, just that, that unconditional love that Father has for us. And still, no matter what we do, unless we blasphemy the Holy Spirit, He's going to forgive us. I mean, not that we are to take that for granted or anything, but that's pretty amazing when you consider the thing, you know, the fact that there's a lot of different things that somebody could do in this world that are bad and God's still going to love them. He's still, you know, he's still going to, you know, just like Jesus with the 99 sheep and he goes after the one loss, you know, he's still going to, you know, go and try to, to get that lost sheep. And so, you know, he loves us all and it's just, it's beautiful and amazing. The fact that he just loves us so much. It starts with repentance on our end after feeling that love and seeing his goodness. How could you not want to repent for the stupid stuff? You know, it's just, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I, I've, I've, there's been few people that I've felt that kind of love from before, no matter whether I've been a rascal or got mad or yelled and popped off, you know, not that that happens often, but if it does, I know that they love me and I automatically go back quickly and ask them to forgive me because I don't like any unclear air and I don't like any strife or any of that crap. But, you know, just knowing that you can tell someone anything and they're gonna love you that is such a gift you know i i just that that just amazes me <laughs> that kind of love me too that's why i love this song amazing grace because that love is just it's it's inspiring so um do you want to, when you do the prayer, do you want to include the prayer request from the chat or do you want me to tag in at the end or how do you want to do that? Yeah, so we've got the praise report um, on Julie. Her scan shows her cancer has not spread. And Moonwolf has a prayer to find a partner in life. And it looks like there's some snow and ice coming towards Michigan. So maybe send some prayers up for them. But that's that's all I see right now. Oh, wait. Um, Karen's daughter, Christina, who's having surgery in the morning. this moment in time that we're all together here and that we can come to your throne boldly all together and because there's no time or distance and Holy Spirit and I thank you Father for Nikki 
and and this podcast and everyone here. I thank you for the love that is here among each of us and the love that you have for us. I thank you for Julie's report. I thank you that the cancer hasn't spread, Father God. And I just ask you, Father God, that you just just apply the stripes of that Jesus took for Julie and just complete the healing, Father God. I, I just expect it that you be glorified. And I ask that, Father God, you prepare Moonwolf and prepare him for the woman that you have for them. And that you prepare that woman as well, Father God. And I thank you. I thank you that you are having such an incredible time with your son right now. Just him being your son before you bring the woman that you're enjoying time preparing to be with him. And I thank you for that, Father God. And I ask that in your perfect time and in your perfect way, that you bring them together, Father God. I ask also that you just be glorified, Father God, um, here tonight in each person's life. I ask that that snow and ice that they're saying's coming to Michigan and up north, I ask, Father God, that if it does come, that you protect all that are there in the way of that weather and that you just provide warm places for the homeless that are on the streets father that you provide the heat for folks in their homes and provide the food and all the provision needed father god for them and just keep everybody safe and healthy Father, and that if things do close down, Father God, that people just enjoy being tucked away and that time that you give them to slow down and just enjoy being. And I ask in Christ Jesus' holy name. And wait, I got a PS, Father. (laughs) I ask that you continue to bless Nikki and her family. And continue and bring forth the complete healing in Nikki's body and being. I thank you for it ahead of time, Father God, because all things are possible with you. And I just believe. And I thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for healing her eye, too. (laughs) Also, Father God, please protect those of Minnesota getting 24 inches tomorrow. Amen, amen, P.S., P.S., sorry. I had to tag on that one. I just saw that late one in there. You're a stinker. You just snuck that one in on me, didn't you? Ah, oh, listen to it. See, we love that laugh. And now I've got it recorded so we can go back and listen to it. It's so beautiful. That laugh just lights up a room. Father God tonight. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Sister, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed night. 
I've got us some music on. Um, once the song's over, I'm going to go ahead and cut off. Jack just got back from the grocery store, so I'm going to have to go fix some dinner. Um, I'm cheating on Tuesday and having tacos tonight. I couldn't resist. You're welcome. I love you, sister. <laughs> okay, babe. Well, guys, thank you all for being here. That was Jennifer Renee, and y'all can catch her out um, on southernechoes.com. Definitely go check out her work. It's beautiful. And I'm going to leave you with Chris Tomlin. How great is our God?
All right. Good night. God bless. See y'all online. I'm going to go make some tacos. Thank you all for being here.